0: Steroids, yep. now mixing it with cocaine, yep. can send someone who's aggressive and violent to a whole new level. Oh, I was
1: horrible. I'd, I'd black out and wouldn't even remember what I'd done. I'd go straight over the top. If I had an MR or an iron bar or whatever, I would use it and really? not think nothing of it, yeah. But the violence we were now using was like excessive violence because people started only respecting fear. To us, we was normal. It's like like us sitting here. But to the outside, we looked like a pack of Rottweilers. Mm. And we were. Like If one snapped, everyone snapped.
0: Welcome to the Eventful Lives podcast. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the founder of Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sports and music festival. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. If you haven't already, do us a favour, press the follow button and check us out at Dodge Woodall on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, where we've now had over 40 million views. True Rise of the Foot Soldier is a story far more intense and shocking than the film about Colton Leach's life. From his involvement in the notorious West Ham intercity firm, to his days building a name for himself in the criminal underworld, Carlton's life has been dominated by extreme violence, hard drugs and the infamous murders of his friends, the so-called Essex Boys. Colton still has new insight into the truth behind the brutal crimes, the backstabbing in the film industry, paranoia and wanting to honour his friend's name nearly 30 years on. This is the eventful life of Mr. Colton Leach. Colton, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you for having me, George. Um, Really looking forward to this one. Nice one coming
1: yeah, down here, mate. And yeah. I'm West End fan, I know. Oh, I uh, love Top man. It's two of us. Quality. <laughs> 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 hey, let's,
0: uh, let's roll all the way back. Um, where did you grow up and how did you get into the criminal underworld?
1: Well, first question, where did yeah, I grow up? Yeah. Uh, I was born in East Ham Maternity Hospital, which is the old barking mode, which was literally a five minute walk from the Upton Park, uh, the Holy Grail, and uh, yeah, so we got, grew up all my life in Forest Gate, East Ham, Stratford, all them areas as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, should we carry on now? I got into the football, really, because because the football leads into the underworld. Absolutely, so it absolutely.
0: Goes from Let's just go. I, I, I'm interested. In, as a kid, what was life like for you as a kid? Family, um,
1: mum, dad, brother, sisters. One sister, younger, yeah, younger sister Tracy. Uh, got, she's just got over cancer, yeah. and i uh, got. Uh, she's my younger sibling, and and we as close as that. We're chalk and cheese. Yeah. She's the nice one. I'm the horrible <laughs> one. <laughs> but now she's. Uh, so I'm really pleased, uh, you know. Uh, but just grow up like that in an area in East London where you had to grow up with big families. Yeah. It, it was it was the thing in them days, you know. Like, you know, if you had a fight with like there was another family around the corner, they would have four or five brothers. Yeah. It was just me and my sister. So yeah. at an early age, I was bullied because yeah. uh, I had thick wing glasses, uh, NHS ones, and all that because my dad couldn't buy me decent glasses. So, and you get bullied. Mm. People bully you, mm. and that's how I became who I became. Mm. Fighting wise, from a young age, I had to defend myself and look after my sister, because that was the, that was the other thing. And it was at times not a brutal upbringing, but a hard upbringing. It's a tough upbringing. It's yeah, a tough part it, it, of was, it, it was an East yeah. End thing. I mean, yeah. you did wrong, you got a beating. Yeah. Anything got broke, you got beaten. and it weren't like you get like a backhand. And in them days, it was a belt, it was a shoe, mm-hmm. wooden hanger. But you got you got used to it, mm-hmm. and because i had a younger sister, so if we'd be out when we mucking about, we broke something in the in the front room, and and it was oh, mum, dad's gonna come home, they're gonna kill us. I'll go, well, I'll have the beating, yeah, because because the older brother, because I, I, I was I was always like the one who was getting in trouble, so I I just take the beatings from yeah. my sister. And she's never, she's always remembered that. It's just, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'll go back to our, my uh, dad was uh, born and bred in Dagenham, so he's an old extended boy. Um, his mum died at an early age. He was 14. Uh, there was, he had a big family of brothers and sisters. His dad, who I, I didn't really know, and I'm glad I didn't get to know him, he was a cab driver at the time. He He met another woman and he left his, all his children to bring themselves up. Yeah. So there was brothers, there was about five or six of them brothers and sisters living in a house in Dagenham. They all went to work. But Dad's 14, he left school and he joined the Merchant Navy. Mm. He went round the world twice uh, and he looked after, uh, like he became Perth, so he was on the Queen Elizabeth, the first one. looks after, uh, uh, what, was her, what was her name? Liz- Elizabeth Taylor? Who was the famous one? Yeah, Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, and what was the other half, the actor the fame sector. can't think of his name oh so was there on, he's yeah on the but Robert Mitchum he looks hard oh yeah because yeah. he was on the Queen Elizabeth yeah he, he he was their personal he looked and they all got to know him and all that and everything else you know. And
0: for you growing up, when was the first Which Richard Byrne. That's the
1: one. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Richard. There. He he knew them all. And yeah. they all knew him by name. Yeah. And if they wanted something on the thing. So he, he went round the world, he, uh, he'd been round the world twice, like, right. like all, all the, And for yeah. you, when was your first experience going to Upton Park? Yeah, getting back to that, because of his, his up and always been in West End boy, uh, and obviously we we was living in Forest Gate. Um well, it was for Road end, not Barking Road end, which is the other end. Yeah. And dad loved football. Football was always on the telly, do you know what I mean? Uh, and then also West Ham was always, everyone's putting West Ham, that's mm-hmm. the way it was. If you, was, it, the whole street was West Ham or yeah. whatever. And then it was 1964. I remember watching the game with my dad and I was five on the black and white telly. Uh, and they won the cup and then they they come up on the double-decker bus. Yeah. So they started off at a park. All along, and then, my dad had me on his, on his shoulders. I was six with a wooden rattle. Yeah. Yeah, with a yeah. wooden rattle. I found a picture of one the other day. <laughs> Someone sent <laughs> it. me, yeah, so, because we're going to do this thing about another thing. Yeah. So, we had, I had the rattle, Big West Ham scarf. And I was on his shoulders so I could see the bus. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm swinging it yeah. around, swinging it around. And then, um, you know, I love football and everything, and that's, that's, that was our thing you know, because we never had a lot of money, we was always on street corners, kicking the ball yeah. about and everything. And I drove him insane. Dad, dad, next year, take me west down, take me yeah. west down, take me west down, take me west down. And um, I always had a picture of that scene, it's like a black and white photo that I got in my head, an image. Like walking, because we didn't get a bus, you'd walk. whatever Like Going to the greengrocers, getting a wooden crate, the orange crate, the old wooden ones, mm-hmm. right? Carrying that with dad. I'm oh, holding his hand and us two walking down Green Street. Love it. Like, all the way down Green Street and get to the turnstiles. Bang. free yeah. Slip underneath. Slip through. Yeah. Get the box <laughs> over the top. Yeah. Then go in. I think it was the old west side and my dad to go. All the, all, the, uh, all the dads would be at the, the back yeah. having a beer. yeah. And then there was, the boxes would be put so you could that's see right. over the wall. That's right. And a bag of peanuts. Remember yeah. the old peanuts? Yeah, we used yeah, to get them yeah. and break old the shells. That was the one. Yeah. and that's, that's I used that. to love going down the South yeah. Bank as a kid at the front yeah. wall, unless you got crushed because everyone was the yeah. old push front. But what we've yeah. done, because of the west side, we weren't as sort of like we're yeah. and pushing, shoving. But it was easy for the, the dads to have a beer. Yeah. And they used to put us on the crates. and, and, it the, and that was, So we could look over the wall, bit nuts yeah. and drink, whatever you wanted. And, and that's how it all started, I yeah. was six yeah. years of age. come an addiction, doesn't it, yeah. West Ham fan? Yeah. In it? Proper yeah. addiction, yeah. same. Yeah. Everything and then you're not- saying there is
0: exactly the same.
1: And then, and then obviously, 1966, yeah. you know, watching the. How World, old
0: were you, roughly, then in 66?
1: Uh, what was I, seven? Seven, yeah. okay. Yeah, then obviously watching the World Cup, yeah. you know, and as and, uh, like everyone says, West Ham won the World Cup, yeah. didn't yeah. we? So, yeah. Still, I know what we did. We keep talking about <laughs> that 50 odd years yeah. later, don't we? I I that, <laughs> it ain't going to change, though. It ain't going to be 100 years. Nah, So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and, and I just think, like, then it was on a regular basis. Yeah. We was going football, football, West Ham and all that. And, uh, but all my mum's family, because I didn't really, with me, more with my dad's family, my mum's family are from Old Jamaica Road. Yeah. This is uh, this one. Right. They're Millwall. Yeah. Right. So, that's the only Inland Granddad I really had. So well, I actually adored my family from over there. So I spent a lot of time growing up over there and, me, and my sister. And um, <clears throat> some weeks with West Ham be home and Millwall might be home. So we go Millwall, the old den. Mm. It's quite funny then. Like that. And then I think I got to about, I was about 12, 13. And then you have to start picking yeah. south or east. And then obviously as you sort of like, I know a lot of kids growing up over there as well. Cause I was always over there. A lot of them were from East London. And then then it was like, well, who do you support? You know, who do you support? And I thought, West Ham. I've always been West Ham, like, through and through. My uncle's out of Millwall and all that and my family. And I thought, no, I'm West Ham. And then I remember someone giving me a dig or something like that. And I thought, right, that's me, done now. I-, <laughs> I ain't going Millwall no more unless <laughs> I give you a dig. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> you, do you understand? Yeah. It, put, it, it pushed me at another level yeah. where... I started winning a go at 13, 14, like the away games. My yeah. dad started taking me for a few away games, like Tottenham away derbies and things like They were the like. exciting
0: ones, weren't they, the away days? Well,
1: yeah, yeah. I love the
0: Don't get me wrong, the home games are fantastic, but the away days, you Listen, remember all of
1: them. I think yeah. West Ham are always at their best. They're fans, yeah. They're fans yeah. not so much the football. But I think West Ham fans away, yeah. together, uh, the humour the, 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 the camaraderie, yeah. the, it's the passion, yeah. and everyone got on, you know. You had the different areas, like, I can say, you'd be strapped for Canyon hand customers, and yeah. on the Friday night, you will be all, all over, real food, or different clubs, they'd all be fighting each other. Yeah. Come Saturday morning,
2: you brush yourself
1: down, and you'd all be, you ever going to a football game, yeah. you know. The only, the hardest ones to have a relationship in them days were like the older lot with the old Mile End. Mm. And they were they were our core.
0: Is that Bill Gardner?
1: Well, Bill started off with them, yeah. yeah. But then I became Bill's one of Bill's apprentices. Yeah, uh, The the ltbf in the chicken man and all that. So Bill, he took me sort of on board when I was about sixteen. Mm. So yeah, I became like under under his wing and all that. What so. did you see when you were sixteen? You
0: thinking I want a piece of this? I'm liking liking what I'm seeing. Well,
1: we started like you know we like. Like Cass and that, yeah, uh, and, and yeah. Uh, he, he was I met Cass when he was 14 and obviously you know, he stood out, he was six foot four, black man and yeah. all that. And this is a day that there were, if you had a, like black supporters, they stood out, they, yeah. they, gave, they they gave you away. Like when we go to Liverpool, because we had like a big, quite a few black fans who uh, not been racist, but yeah. they, were, they were they were they were all called West Ham. And so if we tried to get in the end they were out, we always got sussed out. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Everyone goes about oh we're with National Front and, this, and all that we, we weren't yeah. we were probably more multicultural than any other club mm. at that time you know what I mean? listen a lot of players did get a lot of stick down the old yeah. the old chicken one but that was more out of humour mm. do you know what I mean mm. you know so but um, yeah but Bill was sort of uh, the old mining but but Bill was probably my one of the biggest icons of my life yeah yeah. He he was how with, would um, you
0: explain to the listeners Bill Gardner
1: Bill Gardner is one of the hardest men I've ever met. I mean, as he, not a tall merchant, I'm talking about a man that was stands. it doesn't matter the numbers against you. He was just a naturally hard man and he could have a row. He had a presence about him and he was always a gentleman. Spoke spoke nice, but he's just he was just he was just awesome. Mm. I, you it, I can't put words to describe the man because i think you need to know him to to know to understand him and i've done a lot like intros into his book and everything and and even to this day you know what i mean like it's his birthday the other day and everything. but bill goes to me oh you know you're a legend because of things i've done but it, it was the people that the likes of bill that gave me the, the back say the arsehole to fight in the terraces yeah. like like that's what gave me that that thing i, thought, I want to be like him yeah I want to have a real like him, <coughs> respect like him. And wherever we went in the country, everyone knew Bill. Yeah. In them days. This is days before mobile phones yeah. and and everything and social media and everything. I'm talking about people knew Bill. Mm. And that's a fucking big achievement. Yeah, Sorry, is. I'm swearing again. Yeah. Um, how old's about, about Bill now? Is he in 70s? I think 70, 70 71, something like that. Yeah, the other day. I was yeah. at
0: the away game the other day and he was there. He's got this aura about him. Off. Yeah. yeah
1: i took him up to we went to glasgow rangers friendly beginning oh, of yeah. the season yeah and i know all the Glasgow rangers and they've got a big massive west Ham fan yeah. and bill was up there i, was, I met him at the uh we got on the plane and i was i was with all their top boys like because obviously i've got big massive rangers following yeah. and uh we was in the loudron which is their main pub and people was going up to me can you introduce me to bill bill and this is what i'm talking about rangers top top boys and that and they were they was in they just going up shaking his hand and i remember bill rang me up next day and he went Do you know what he said Look, he's been everywhere in the world yeah. more games than me he never misses way around and he went to me that has got to be a way game he said i've never been he said i've never shook so many hands before mm-hmm. in my life that's down to you he said like continuously people wanting to shake my hand mm-hmm. photos he said i've never been treated on a level of respect by another club at that thing and I've got all the photos in my phone there mm. I'll show you later but yeah it was awesome do you know what I mean what sort of age did you really kick on for you and
0: you're going right I'm really enjoying this violence I'm getting involved I'm going to away games I've got a good group of lads when did the well, inner city
1: firm uh, start the inner city firm came years later yeah everyone thinks it just it weren't. it was the tbf Teddy yeah. Bunter firm which was Bill Ted and Bunter and all of them and with the old chicken run days uh there was the mile end Bill was associated with the all then, but then sort of Bill had his own firm and we we were all in the, the uh, obviously the chicken run. Uh, but I would say the violent side of it from, started going away games and things like when I was 14, 15, but I was just, I was still a kid. I went not yeah. like a fighter, like, well, yeah, yeah, I didn't get involved, but I would say from the age of, 16, 17. That was when I was fighting hardcore. And yeah. we
0: talking what? Are we talking late seventies, seventy 80s, Okay,
1: seventy five from that yeah. from that time on. Yeah,
0: when when it was getting big, yeah, massive, yeah. And what did it what did it lead into? Into the eighties, was it getting naughtier as the years went on? Did you find? That-
1: well, 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 yeah. What happened? I would say that there was a, t- t- I, I went from being a hooligan. I would say there was a ten year stretch where I probably missed four games, home and away. That's our hardcore and. We had uh, we had this group of we go in vans, cars, the old Mark II Cortinas, and Mark III, <laughs> or we did, we would our transit vans yeah. or whatever, and then the, then the trains and and the, and the ICF coming back because it's the cheap travel. Yeah, you know those six um the old shuttle carts, the old specials, they were the worst thing ever. But we we when we but West Ham, we why we became so sort of I don't know why why we were. In the Midlands, we'd take like thousands. Yeah. There was just that thing about West End going, like the Manchester's, the Newcastle's, the, the boroughs, yeah. Sunderland, taking a massive firm. After that, we would if we took 150 or 200, that was it. Like, ooh, you could go, yeah. What, 200
0: but, that you could rely on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there'd never be, no, okay. we'd never
1: be... Like thousands, yeah. like you would the Midlands, like like six, seven thousand fans from it would be, you know, you might only have like three or four hundred of you. Yeah, but it got to a stage with West Ham that everyone knew everyone. Mm. There was there West Ham fans from all the country, and we all had nicknames for each other, and we all had our, our positions. It was like military. There was Bill with Ted and Bunter. They were the older lot, and then there was us, the younger ones. You know what I mean? And it was our job to like. To make like make sure that we were right at the front, and we were all training in the gym like hardcore, and do you know even doing martial arts, everything. You know what I mean? I just all I wanted to do was be one of West Ham's top fighters, yeah. and that was it. Yeah.
0: And what were the clubs that were, that you used to go up to? Going, I know it's going to be a tasty weekend. Was it the
1: Midlands clubs? Was it the other London clubs? Was it over in Wales? Um. Well, to be truthful, the the naughtiest clubs are not, were the ones you didn't expect. Yeah. Borough. Yeah. Because everyone goes Sunderland, massive yeah. club, Newcastle, Newcastle massive yeah. club, Barra. they were they're, a, they're a very poor. I said any of the areas where 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 they're poor working class people were the worst. Because because you get you get they they like walking through to like Man City, the old Man City days. You know what I mean? Walking through like Man City and all that. Uh, and the, the, that
0: was uh, rough around there, wasn't it? Oh, Moss Side, Moss Side.
1: I've been going a
0: couple of white days up there. I've Jeez. been there a few yeah. times,
1: yeah. And that was the one. You couldn't even get off a bus or anything. Yeah. They, they, if, 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 was on, if your coaches or your buses or anything come through my side and it stopped, yeah, you were fucked, yeah. mate. <laughs> they, the wind just come went through yeah. and everything. So, But, uh, yeah, there there a lot of big clubs. I mean, I remember going, like you know, saying Birmingham, like Zulus, you know, like any club that I, I put on par with West Ham would have been not the big clubs mm. like the Man United's like, like Man United had Cockney Reds but yeah. they had like 10,000 Cockney Reds but I'm talking about people f- from who were born and bred in that were that's like Millwall yeah. the the the, the Dockers, Dockers thing and all that like they're South East and we yeah. was East London you yeah. know very similar but yeah, oh yeah sorry I forgot about that one didn't I <laughs> uh, but yeah so any any actual working class but, like, but West Ham Millwall
0: is a naughty naughty game yeah it, young, it's yeah. just
1: it's, it's um it's like a tradition. Yeah. It's 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 just something that's carried on through generations. Yeah. yeah. But um what I'll tell you what actually broke the barriers and which was the rave scene. Yeah. So we're talking here like 87, 88, 88, now. 88. Well, okay. yeah, when the rave started and yeah. we, and people started going and travelling up like to North London and South. And then, like you know, like Danum Tavern, which was run by Jacko and all Millwall's boys. And like, I remember being in there with a pair of dungarees, like like about sixteen. I see i with a bag of Jack and Jills in my pocket. <laughs> I'm going to them, like, and there's all all their top boys were in there, and like and the new Jacko and you know, we we was all going over there and and they they were great all day. And I remember going up to him going, yeah, <laughs> giving them pills and nothing, and just looking after them. And they were like that, and everyone was getting nutty, all cuddling at each other. And awful. We'd probably stab each other. A death fly, yeah. if this had been in there. But I, th- I do think that broke a lot of barriers. It did, didn't it? But yeah. I'd still think there's that there, there there's that thing that will never go away between West Ham and it Yeah, mm. it's just inbred in us. Isn't it funny you'd have tear-ups in
0: the daytime? What I've was,
1: yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah.
0: Having tear-ups in the daytime uh, on the a night-time, Saturday night, everyone's peeled up, kissing and loving each other in the late 80s. Yeah. How mad is that?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's how it was. And obviously doing the doing the security for it and everything. When did
0: you get in? When did you get into the security? Obviously you having you having good big firm around you. Yeah. Is that when you started to think? Hold oh, on, well, it was
1: because of my reputation on yeah. terraces. Like, uh, and it was more rows, Bobby Moore's old yeah. club in uh, Stratford. That was the first door. My mates were doing the door there. So Friday nights, down more Rose, out with the boys, blow, you know that, and like my mates were on the door, so we get getting for nothing, and they were running the door and all that. And you'd always be there because they you know, there your pals, you'd back them up, didn't you? And it and it was one of them places <sighs> it was like a wild west bar, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many fights. There'd be one of be Canning Town Custom House fighting or West Ham, the area of West Ham or Stratford against so there was always kickoffs, you know what I mean? Like proper like like march on fights and that. And then um I I remember the one week I was there and they were short of Dorman, and uh the doorman then, he, he, he went to me like, can you step in like that? And I thought, it was like 40, 50 quid a night. Well, I was going to work all week and, uh, like, like as, as an engineer and thinking, that's the same money yeah. I'm getting. So like I was doing a couple nights on there. And it, it, it was, that was big money in them yeah. days. Yeah yeah, 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 big money. Especially, and, uh, like, and I was only 21. And that's how I sort of got into it because of like, having liking to have a row and everything else and football. And I think that carried through the reputation yeah. which is which falls up to the days like we're talking about yeah. with the Genesis with Andy which we yeah. was going to go into so so
0: the whole Genesis with uh, Andy Pritchard when did that Wayne. when did that come about 88, 88. Well, okay. we, was,
1: we was all doing the doors like all over the place the stairs but, so you um, were doing all
0: the nightclubs then and Andy was doing the warehouse
1: raves well they were doing like the smaller stuff when yeah. he was in the reggae stuff. he got into it and yeah. all that and everything and then he's, Wayne's stepdad yeah um uh, Colin he he was like involved with like like security like that and he went oh my son-in-law and there's, there's these freaks like promoters he said there's this new thing called acid house yeah I thought acid house <laughs> well, I, was, I was 29 never took a drug in my life yeah. had I and I thought well, have a fag I, I didn't even booze yeah. I, I was like I'd do martial arts yeah. and do weights foot play football that's all I ever did Um, and I thought like that, and I went, yeah, and we were still wearing Dickie Bowes, the black, all yeah. the suits and everything. And I'm thinking, I went, we've got a rave to do this weekend, but what we do, we we'll, we we'll work the club first, right? So when you finish, we're, we're, we're going to go to a warehouse and it'll be like one, two o'clock in the morning. Like, I went, but we like, no, I said, that's when it starts. <laughs> and I'm thinking, a warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> well, <we're>, you know, <laughs> a warehouse. I thought, we want to move carpets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. And, it, and that's how it come about. And we all turned up, they went, what, 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 what do we wear? They we went, casual clothes. Mm. So because we were West Ham fans, a lot of us, we you know green bomber flying bomber jackets, jackets yeah, the yeah, jeans, yeah. trainers, you know, whatever. And so we sort of kept to that Longsdale T-shirts at the time. Mm. We to, we, we, that's how we were. So we had our own little sort of uniform, if you know what I mean? Because we kept to that sort of like... So the rules changed, really, because when you were dormant...
0: On a door in a club, like you said, a bit of a dicky bow, yeah, blowjacket, yeah, looking all yeah, the part, and all yeah. of a sudden whipped it off, yeah. bomber jacket on my jacket. Let's go to a rave from midnight to 9 a.m. The country would never have seen that before,
1: no, no, from so, midnight
0: to 9 a.m. Yeah. Everyone peeled up, yeah. 5,000 people.
1: And like, uh, and, I, and I went on, I remember going there and, and looking at all these people, and I could see like all the different areas. This is what I was going to go back to. Yeah. There was like, there was a black flag, a muskier a boxer, there poplar, there was this one, and I went. And I was going to, like the boys I was going, uh, I mean, pal, Dave Goldie and that, I was going, I went, it's going to kick off here. Yeah. Yeah. I went, they, they don't even get on, they don't get on, they don't get on. I said, they're all like, like, they just don't mix. And they're in this warehouse and they're just, everyone's walking past. And I look, I'm looking at them and I'm trying to like analyse it. And I'm like, what what's the matter with them all? Oh, I and everyone's hugging and kissing and all that. This is the days when blokes didn't kiss each other. Or yeah, hug. Yeah. Or rug, or rug yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the handshake, yeah. you know what I mean? And it have to be a stern handshake. Whoever crushed each other's hands, yeah. they was the better handshaker, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So or the size of you. Yeah. It was very man man like especially East End, it was yeah. very man masculine, man, yeah, yeah. masculine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was masculine, yeah. you know what I mean? And and then, and then you look in and you think, This is this is a world of where the masculinity's dropped and everyone's, like, hugging, kissing yeah. and going, I'm looking at these blokes telling each other, they love each other. Yeah. Oh, you, like, you never done that, did you? Like, you know, you're your best mate, you know what I mean? I, I love you like a brother. Yeah. Or there was that saying, you know what I mean? You know, you know, I love you, like, because you're my baby. But you never, ever sort of went up and went, fucking love you. Yeah, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love, I love you. Without being homosexual or something, yeah. you know <laughs> what I mean? But I know. I just, it, so I had to analyse it, I was sitting like that. And the Muskie was walking past and we was having a chat and I went, I went he went, all right, Carl, We are on mate? And, and then I'm looking go. I said, we was doing the front door at the time because uh, we'd like move around, there was yeah. a big, like about 12, 13 of us. So we'd take, and I went, I, mean, I mean, what the, I said, what are you on? What you on, what, what, What's the matter with ever? He went, we're on E's, Ecstasy, he went, the Kelly's, they were the first yeah, ones. Yeah, I went, Kelly's? Yeah. I went, what's a Kelly? I didn't have a clue. He went, he went, he's rushing out of his head. He went to me, I went, mean, look, have one of these. And then I went, he said, like a little, little, little brown thing went, I can't remember the colour of it, page or And I went, What do I do? like, yes, what do I just I take do you? Don't take another one. He said, just break a bit off and have half. He went, he said, I like, wait. Well, you'll be he said, you'll be fucked. He said, like So I looked at Dave like that and I went, I thought I've you to have a go at this? And I like, and Dave's like a, a karate champion. Dave Gold, he's like six foot f- four. And I'm sort of five foot nine. So I was just he's gone down right So I was sitting there, but I, like, I could hear the music going in the background, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, when you follow, right? and I went, yeah, yeah, fucking, did you go anything of this? Like that, and I thought, like that, and I just thinking, like, oh, I was getting all lot and print, gleam ears in back, <laughs> and it was, and I thought, fuck, I was not getting hot in here, innit? And I was just thinking, like I said, people going, and I thought, I want to go in there. It was like the music was going. There was this hand coming out, the, like the, from the warehouse pulling me in. Yeah. So I just said, "Oh, can we?" Have, I said, should we slip in there like that?" And he went, "He went, yeah, yeah." So so have got a couple of other boys because we we sort of like the first to take them. So a couple of other boys swapped over with us. So they had. Because they were really good journalists. They had strobes yeah. like going sense, off like, the, on the, the, the yeah. floor, the black and yeah. all that. And the strobes were worse, mm. so there was lasers everywhere, mm. smoke. Honestly, the boys were, they were brilliant. So we walked in, and it was the bit, the first bit of like of this dance one, this old warehouse, it was all like different sections, and it was the strobes. So like we were walking through like that, and it was going, you know that in your eyes? And I went, Dave, I went, I can't walk. He went, what do you mean you can't fucking walk? I went, I'm stuck to the floor. And he went, he went, he went, is it anyone looking at us? And he went, like, he went, hold me hand. He went, I feel the same. He said, I, He said, I reckon we can get across. Now he's six foot four. I'm like seven. It's not where we're like that. So we're holding hands. But everyone's like dancing, like doing all the, the rave music. So I was sweating and I just think, God, oh. I went, it seemed like it took us from like, like for me, to that wall it took uh, like four hours, <laughs> and I I went I can't get out this this, this thing because it was like the, the, yeah. the, the, the strobe Ah, uh, it was the funniest thing. can you imagine on being on the outside? two the big lumps like old in that? <laughs> <laughs> they were holding hands, walking through the dance floor, and that's what it was like, but everyone was so nutty yeah. no one took no notice yeah. it was natural and it was like and I thought that was that was me done. I found a whole new world. It was like I'd, like I'd discovered God. You know yeah. what I mean? I ended up upstairs, this upstairs, there's these lockers up there and they all fell over on the floor. And there was about four of them. I couldn't wait to get my jacket and shirt off. i got a vest. So I, I'm on there and look, because the strobes going through and I was dancing on my own, and I had my own stage. And people kind of going, Cole, what are you doing? you got to go, work? I went, no. I said, I'm... This, I'm on my stage. I've And I was dancing and they couldn't get me off there. Until about, it was about 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning when he <laughs> stopped to come off. I was sweating my nuts off. But yeah. What a good
0: move from the Genesis boys to get you involved.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What was going through their Ridge, you reckon? All of a sudden, you're charging, what, 10, 15 quids to get in probably well,
1: times well it was, four, or 5,000 people. Yeah, but people say when it started off, that no one expected the explosion. Yeah. And, obviously, with, with the ecstasy, yeah. which had come straight in. They, they were from America. And, you know, I mean, that that was £25 a pill then. Yeah. But you would, you, the whole Dumped night dancing. Done for the night. The night yeah, yeah. And, night, and you were done. That was it. Yeah. And, obviously, it's the same old thing. You get little herbits little in. There's pan pound on the door, is it? Yeah. All the, all the drinks. And so I'm talking t- t- the back in the day. You, you paid a pound for a bottle of water that big. Yeah. But it stands you in ten p. Yeah. Do you get me? And it's a pretty refills as well. Yeah, you know. But no, <laughs> but that's yeah. it. Was cans? don't no booze. All the cans like that. There, there was fortunes that were made yeah. just in the drinks. Yeah. All the cold drinks. Obviously, the pills. I never really see the boys get involved in that because they earned their money like through on the doors. Yeah. But you know, but the, the cash was coming in, yeah. flying in, flying in, like yeah. ten, twenties, or whatever it cost. And it got bigger and bigger. So, and I think. Other little firms were were trying to make a move on them, yeah. and um, obviously because of Colin and that Wayne stepped and everything, he he went like he said, "What do we do like like use the boys like the West End boys, yeah. the ICF, because we like obviously our reputations and mm. everything." And yeah, so it it just worked well.
0: How many men did you pick? Did you set, you set up G Force there? What was G-, it G was it? G
1: Force uh, Echoes. No, you set up your firm. What was your firm called? Well, we, no, we never... You, we,
0: was there a name? Was not there a name? We,
1: like, no, there was a the name people give us. Yeah, they, it was, we did have like a nickname like that, yeah. something like that, but it was more of just a nickname. Yeah, okay. But we were like West Ham. We were all mates. and 12-handed. 12, done. Ended, yeah, yeah, lads, 12 All lumped, all lumped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, black and white as yeah. well. Okay. That was important. Yeah, And all was.
0: what? 15, 16, 17, 18 stone?
1: Yeah, some bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All still worded so up. Yeah. Yeah. So there's 12...
0: Men, that yes. Andy could rely on. Yeah. Andy and Wayne could rely on. And we're on.
1: talking about like the events of like three, four, six, five, six thousand people. Yeah, and just us twelve, yeah. thirteen of us, whatever. Like that—that that was the whole security of the yeah. night. Yeah, like we walked through, but everyone got to know us. Do you know yeah. what I mean? like you know. Um, Where was when was the move You're thinking, hold on a minute, these boys are getting five
0: thousand people in. They're paying us to be there from twelve till nine in the morning. Well, not what they when, done? When was, when was the point we went? Hold on a minute, how's about give us a cut of the door?
1: Well, this was this was thing. That was only money. We were, get, we we're getting good wages. Yeah, but we we was like they're, 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 I can't even remember. Sometimes we're thinking, but I think, but we was going from fifty pounds a night, hypothetically, so getting three or four hundred. Yeah. For, for money, yeah, in the which late was 80s. massive yeah, money, of right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they went, Well, what about if we do a deal so that we got us and, and you because the quarter partner? Yeah. So you got the three three promoters, and then the fourth lot is yours, and then you get whatever that comes through that door, you carve that up yeah. amongst yourselves. Do you remember the
0: names of the men of your tight bunch?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of them, yeah. yeah. Cause me and Andy we we, we sat on um for his last bit of, um, <laughs> his last holiday, yeah. <laughs> we, was, we had the laptop, I was going in his house and we were running through it and we, and we would write and we was doing the Genesis thing when we would like the names and every, yeah, Bringing every single one of them. Yeah, every mm. single one of them, yeah.
0: And what was your movement after that then? Was there ever, was it more and more promoters were coming on the scene? Were you looking at those products saying, we want the door of
1: this? No, we was happy with Genesis, but Genesis they had so many, so much jealousy, and, and people started grassing them. And everyone wanted a bit of Genesis. Yeah. Or to be Genesis. And they not getting there some great things, you know, like, you know, uh, Rain Dance, yeah. the, uh, Sunrise. Yeah. Rain Dance was later. Sunrise, Tony Cox later left. He was involved in Genesis. He went off and done his own thing. But he was he, he was getting aircraft hangers, like, with, with 10, 12 fast. But yeah. now they were putting, like, fares and things. It was just getting bigger and bigger. And the whole thing, biology, like, the, uh, the and, and the, uh, you know... It just expanded, like I was doing the M25, all the raves on the yeah. fields and all that, you know. Uh, it was so powerful, but Genesis, because of the originality of Genesis, yeah. and they, start, they did start off, and, and their DJ lineup, and they were so good. A lot of people bubbled them. That's yeah. how I looked at it. A lot of yeah. people put things in to stop, the, like, grassed up. Say with the locations, because yeah. that was the biggest thing. Yeah. No one knew the locations. And if someone got a thing, and all of a sudden we get to a location and set up. So, but once, because it's like I mean, get warehouse, you're in there, generators are in there, there? Yeah. you get a thousand people in there, they, in them days, the, the police can get you out. They'd yeah. have to wait till five, six, seven in the morning, yeah. eight, till we finish. Yeah. And then by then, there's 4,000 people in there. Do yeah. you know what I mean? They wouldn't come through the door yeah. until the law changed. So, but they. People were tipping off now the old Bill okay. that we were going to a thing, and that's what happened. Then right. there was a lot of like, yeah, look, look backstabbing. What, what
0: was what was it like going to a field knowing that a last minute call? It's been in that field. There's the party. How were the lads promoting it? How were the lads promoting it? Say, last <sighs> minute. There's the call. Was it was it the pirate radio stations coming in last? Was they about
1: well, there? Yeah, yeah, they were just starting, starting off. They yeah. weren't. It was more like the flies. They they, they they've. People just knew where to go. Because there was no mobile phones, right? No, nah, no, nah, yeah. nothing. Yeah. It would be like phone boxes or just like there a meeting tell, place. Someone, yeah. yeah, two weeks before they go, go to this car park. Yeah. Right. And there might be 300, 400 cars with five people in there, like waiting to go, yeah. to get, get the word to go to wherever. Because sometimes they go, they go to a warehouse, get in it, and it, if it didn't take off, they'd have to go, break in another place or get in another gap yeah. and get uh, as a backup. So, do you know what I mean? It was amazing mm. to move that many people yeah. about. And what about the doors for you? Where were you
0: working the doors after that? Like in the 90s, early 90s to 95? What was what was, what was was your world in that five-year period? Well, we started
1: in the Paradise Club. Uh, I became head doorman at Ministry of Sound from 1990 for a year. I had that for 18 months. We were working. A lot of the rave scene went into the clubs yeah. because the laws changed and, and everything else. So it affected quite a lot. So... You worked, you still. Have, you might get a private big raise, but they, they started to die out. Yeah. The bigger clubs now were coming in, That's That's right. Like the ministries and the Paradise Club was the first yeah. 24-hour club. club the UK in one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that was get? the other one. Yeah, yeah it was Tony, had, I helped him with supply. He had my doorman there. We had the Paradise Club, the first 24-hour club before ministry, right? Which used to be the gay, mixed with gay, and yeah. then they changed it into all different levels. And, and, and obviously then that's where it moved into, you know what I mean? Because you couldn't do the raves anymore, mm. right? Like the licensing and the, and they, they, they bought, uh, any law to stop it, you know what I so mean? So when you
0: were getting in the clubs, you were taking over the door, you had your firms there in the different yeah. clubs, were you then thinking, hold on, man, I need to be serving up in these clubs?
1: We weren't serving up. You weren't? No, no. The one thing you didn't do is because it was too on top, like, it's like anything, There's the it's called the balance of power in up. Yeah. Like, we are. so say we're from East, Southeast. Uh, you're working in North London and West London, right? There's boys in them areas who run that. Yeah, that's their that's their thing. That's their drugs and whatever in them clubs. You can't shut the door on them. Yeah, you've got a war on your hands. It's big money, and so what you do, you you know they are. You carry on. You you take over a club. That's got his dealers, and you get pulled into one side and say, "Right, these are our dealers by the promoters yeah. or the management," and it was allowed. It was basically you turn a blind eye. Yeah, you uh, you let them do, but it's got to be good stuff, obviously. Yeah. If we're unhappy and we want other rival dealers, you throw them out. Yeah. And 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 you get and you get you get you get a drink for looking mm. after it. It's extra money. Mm. So what was
0: Ministry Sound like for you? Because that was obviously at the time coming and was the biggest and best club in the world at the time.
1: It was six months. It'd been running for six months when I took it over. And it yeah. grew into some, it's some Two and a half thousand, three thousand people. We turned yeah. away a thousand people a night. It was mental. It was mad. Elephant yeah. Castle. What's it? Yeah.
0: We're talking like 91, 92, right? 90, 90,
1: okay. yeah, 91. Yeah, yeah. And we still had the paradise. So. The Paradise was a 24-hour club, so that was still big. A 24-hour so,
0: club in the 90s? Yeah. Was it?
1: Yeah. Where that was is the, that? Uh, Angel is- and is- is- near the market. Really? Yeah, yeah, around the corner from Royal Riles. But what I'm saying to you, that was still going. So we had a doorman there, and we'd rotate them and use them, because that was the other thing. Doorman were either white or black. Yeah. Right. You never really got a big like uh, if, our culture from East London, you grew up you were best mates with you yeah. black. But a lot of cult, like cultures, it was there was still their stigma, you know what I mean? So if you had a white door, like black people turn up and go, like, oh, you're not coming back, you're racist and yeah. all that. And what I thought is the best way to do it is have the best of everything. Yeah. Right? Have 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 so I petty, 10, 10 doormen. Five best black black doormen and yeah. five best white doormen. Yeah. Forget the football days, because that we already had that, which was still part of it, and that's how it was. So when when the little firm of black guys come up and went like, boom, 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 you're a racist, yeah. and then you've got, you got five five black guys, well, how are we racist? Yeah. You know, half yeah. and half, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and the same goes with white guys. Mm-hmm. White guys sort of get to a black door and go, you're racist. Well, how are we racist? Yeah. And that was my thing, get a, the best black and white yeah. firm there is in London. Yeah. So did you notice at the ministry like the vibe changing when
0: the pill scene come off the rave scene and moved into the clubs <laughs> I'm sure cocaine was coming yeah. in then what was the vibe like then? Well
1: don't forget when I went to Minstrand there was no alcohol licence it was just a big nightclub it relied on the ecstasy it made its money through soft drinks yeah. which, which big clubs did make a lot of money yeah. there was no the bars were just soft drinks there was no alcohol it got its alcohol licence which because obviously that's where now you get you're getting two 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 and a half thousand people when they start like there's a lot of money being made in alcohol and obviously the pills changed from the not like the sort of the nineties uh they got shittier and shittier and um they weren't good you know what i mean people were just making like crap things pills and stuff uh so I think with the alcohol, it brought more cocaine onto the scene, yeah. and then there was seem to be a lot more cocaine going flying around. And um, and I think, like ourselves, like with go like I never did coke. We I'd go and have a pill, but you can't work on a pill. Can't, you can't. No, you, can't no. you can't be that person. Yeah. Like you've got you've got to have a bit of authority. Yeah. And um, and that's what I used to do. Like have a bit of pill, and I'm like keep me awake because we was doing like don't forget the like. 24 hours, paradise. You yeah. had uh, ministry, of sound 12 hours, 18 hours, like parties and going through. And the, the, the end, I thought, you know, we started doing coke to mm. keep us awake. So, um, was that,
0: was cocaine new to you as well? Obviously, you said you were 29 till you didn't touch a drug, um, you found pills. And yeah. Now, now we're no, that at, was,
1: you know, uh, cocaine went new to me, as in I knew of cocaine. Yeah, it just it, wasn't it, your it, drug it, of choice. No, because where I, my background, yeah. Working class people couldn't afford cocaine. Yeah. It was only the rich. Yeah, people like it drew, it drove fancy like in Yeah, it? yeah, That's yeah. Right. Stockbrokers yeah. and all them. The, well, the up they or, called them, wasn't it? Yeah, or, or, or like pop stars, yeah. or, or you know, anyone that was wealthy. Yeah. could afford cocaine. Do mm. you know what I mean? And uh, but in, it, but then it came on the scene, and uh, I think the ease and the booze didn't work very well. There was no reaction. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They. The, the best thing about the ease was obviously not alcohol, non-alcoholic, yeah. the, the buzz of them. Yeah. Uh, and you could feel that vibe change. Yeah. The, the attitude, the violence, and and the coke and everything. Well, we all know what, you know, we've all, I mean, and so I also, rather I didn't take amphetamines, I hated speed or anything like that. So I would take cocaine to keep me awake. But then you've got the dealers now, different dealers working in, and like, they go, all right, Cole, yeah give you a couple of reps like yeah. see for the night you know what i mean just to and, allow them to go in there and just yeah just okay. like that and then you then you start getting getting an habit and then mm. you know you do rap do that thing and it's you know i wouldn't think of doing nothing like three four reps a night really yeah but I'm over thinking. the course of the night just yeah. keep me going go out have a pinch keep me keep myself wow. going and that and that's how i stayed awake uh and were you but, what sort of size we what sort of size were you then on the doors
0: saying yeah right yeah, so steroids. mixing steroids yep. now mixing it with cocaine yep. can send someone who's aggressive and violent to a whole new level oh, i was
1: horrible uh, yeah if, if i've clipped i went black it, it was like i was i was taking these things called napping on 50s so i stopped taking them i'd black out i wouldn't even remember what i'd done what if someone, someone what if someone just annoyed if i like yeah if i if, I, if I, I'd, I'd go straight over the top like with with with, with I, I if I had an MR or an iron bar or whatever, I would use it really? and not think nothing of it. Yeah. And I'm not really I am a violent person because violence is my is my, you know, it's 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 my it's my commodity. it's, it's got it's only me money for years. And obviously football violence is a bit but the violence we was now using was like excessive violence. Cause people started learning respecting fear. Cause we we when people on cocaine and and alcohol they're a bit more bullshit, aren't they? Mm. They're braver. Yeah, yeah. but so you they, mix that with steroids as well. Yeah, yeah. That's well, like a triple whammy. We'd, we'd be in. We'd be like in the paradise, or being. We'd go at like two, three o'clock in the morning, and we'd be jabbing up with uh, sustin and and all that, and do, doing jabs in like. What, like jack, what
0: jacking up? Putting roids yeah, in while yeah, you're working.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't even know why we did it. We weren't even training. But was, the, was
0: anyone there educating you about steroids to say you can't do this or was it all just like
1: whack it in, see what happens, it. train, yeah, it get bigger years, and stronger? Yeah, yeah. Because there was nothing on the internet, it wasn't no, internet, no, Was there? Uh, we, the steroids we, we would buy from Spain, the, you, like, you could go over the buy them over the can in mean, them days Go and all they come back with, with up, suitcase for the steroids. Uh, yeah, no, we, no one ever said, don't take that man. Yeah. It, was, it was ridiculous. I mean, it was like a competition now. We're all like bulldogs. We're all like that, yeah. you know what I mean, and growling and everything. And to us, we was normal, yeah. like it's like us sitting here. But to the outside, yeah. we looked like a pack of Rottweilers. Do mm. you get me? Mm. And we were. We acted like that a lot of the time because, like, if one snapped, everyone snapped. And we were just like, oh, we was taking so much steroids. With, it was excessive. Because give you know, me, give a, me
0: an example of what, how much sort of steroids you were taking at the time.
1: Well, if you had, um, you know, uh, uh, like a five mil or ten mil syringe, like, you, like I'm talking about, like that thick and that yeah. long, you fill the whole thing up and start, just whack it in. Yeah, whack it in. And what, like once a Mix day, it. once or it didn't matter. Uh, normally once a day, yeah, or every couple of days. And
0: how did that make you feel?
1: F- felt invincible. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and the worst thing was, like, you do like, three-month... Like, you do... Some people do three weeks on, or a month on, three, and a couple of weeks off. The two weeks off was in your head. Like, it, you it, you, you, you thinking, I'm losing size. You're looking in the mirror and all that. And sleep deprivation as well. You didn't sleep properly on them. Wow. And yeah. the aggression, like, the things I've done that like, i regret doing, like, over food, like, and f- f- smashing the house up, like, like, because I had, a, I had a, a, a road rage or jumping out on people because they cut me up and, and punching fingers through and, or dragging someone out of the car and smashing them up. And I'm not well proud of it. But that. But that bad, you know, you're working every weekend, you're working four or five nights, you're sleeping, you're not really sleeping, you're just doing coke to keep mm. you awake. And then you get up and you go and take more coke mm. and you're doing this and you've got the steroids in your body. It weren't a good combination and I remember back
0: then my old man had a boozer in London and he was the first one to bring the door in the late 80s it was the it was the biggest roided man you could have and if he lost the fight that weekend he'd get more different blokes in yeah that's how it was back then
1: yeah yeah it's just but really the, the most dangerous people I met in my life probably didn't even take roids yeah because you took roids didn't mean you could have a fight yeah. like like you know what I mean like and you were slower you was cumbersome. But you look the part yeah it's all about the image wasn't it yeah. you know if if i've so, you yeah, you walked up to me and you're dormant you think if i look at him now and he was on the door and he went to me you can't come in mm. i'll be more worried about him yeah because he says i think he he's something. martial he's arts got something, he? he's got something yeah. special he's got yeah. something a little bit tasty about yeah. him you know but now if i looked at a geezer I had like 24 stone of steroids and he went like this come to the door with me. I won't give a monkey's yeah. a thing about him. I'll just go bang bang bang. Seconds, bang. Yeah. You know what I mean. Stick one up his ribs and be gone. Yeah, you know because I know it slows you down and you are like that. But don't get me wrong. If you get caught, mm. <laughs> someone like that grabs you in a lock yeah. or, or or does catch you, mm. you're gone. Mm. But
0: and what was you know. it like? Obviously, did you get to a point? where Did you actually know you're going? You know, what? I'm going fucking mad. Dude. Yes, I'm going nut.
1: You did. Yeah, I just lay in bed of a night come in ridiculous times didn't see me babies grow up me, like you know and everything and i couldn't and i'd be laying there looking at the ceiling and i'm thinking what the fuck is this all about yeah. what are you doing colton Because, like, there was a. I know inside me, I know, like, the, the, the nice side. And and then I started, like, having this good cop, bad cop, like, you know, like the devil and the, and the angel. Yeah. And it became like that for me. And I started arguing, like, you get the paranoia. And I didn't want to be that person. Yeah. I wanted to, like, I thought, my, my, my kids, I wanted them to come in and say, Dad, 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 run up and pick them up. And I was coming at nine, 10 o'clock in the morning, go, leave off, sharp yeah. and go in the bed. Yeah. Sleeping, eating, and then going back out again. Yeah. They didn't deserve all that. How many kids did you have when you worked in the doors at the time? <sighs> well, How many to- kids you got in total? Six? Nah, nah, eight. Have you got eight kids? Yeah, I've had ten. Yeah, yeah, but I've, the oldest one I've never seen, one died, so I've got eight, yeah. I've got 12 grandchildren. Nice. Yeah, and I'm only 28. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that period there. You yeah. mentioned you mentioned Tony Tucker. Yeah. You said he had the club in Club UK there. How yeah. did you meet? When's the
1: first time you met Tony? Well, we we both grew up in Forest Gate. Uh, it's, it's the funniest thing and he's cut his own and do you know, look, when you're growing up as a kid, you hear you hear a name like I went to Forest Gate. He went to, like Sandown Secondary School, and then I went straight for grammar. So it, in the areas, some of the Tony Tucker was a name because it, it it rhymes. Yeah. It's like Tommy Tucker. Yeah. You never there's certain names you forget like me. Yeah, that's half my problem. Colton, and they go, well, Colton, white Colton, because everyone thinks I'm yeah. black. I'm yeah. not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but cause, that's because I was born in Forest Gate. <laughs> 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 no, but what I'm saying, no, but it's a name that sticks with you. So it yeah. makes you distinctive. Yeah, and like like Colton is it's an unusual name mm. for a white person, especially in the fifties. Yeah. Everyone was Dave, like John, Bill, William yeah. or whatever, yeah. Arthur, James. But Tony Tucker was one of ones. who Tony Tucker, he, I remember his name growing up. And then years later, I mean, I heard he was like Essex, he was doing the thing and all that. No, no thing. I mean, we used to go down the um, Epping Country Club on a Sunday night when they had the pool parties. Yeah. Remember the pool outside? Mm. And it was all the doormen who worked, it was their weekend off. That'd be the night out yeah. before the jungle. And then you'd all be round the pole, like, at your nut and everything. And then he'd be over one side, looking over, <coughs> not like yeah. that, yeah. but just laughing, and I'd be all my lot. And then I just don't know why, and I just said, either someone said, have you have you met Tony and that? And I went, no, I've heard of him. I mean, I've heard of you. And then we just, like, someone introduced us that night, and then we ended up at an after-party in Acne somewhere, somewhere some warehouse. Like dropping pills left, right, and centre, just me and him, and we were just laughing and joking. And I thought, you know what, I like him. And from that day on, like there was something we just, just it was infectious mm. how we were together. What was his like personality like? To me, he he was a funny man. We had we had a great laugh. Yeah, he was a good businessman. He well he obviously up to the you know when he died you know everyone said bullies 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 and he did do certain things um, but then w- w- f- they went a bit extreme over the top you know like w- mm-hmm. what they were doing I mean I've done bully things and regretted it mm-hmm. because of excessive amounts of steroids and, and drugs and things and you realise fuck me I've gone a bit over the top here perhaps I didn't need to do that yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. uh, but that happens in life but but me and him, very similar nature, HR, similar sense of humour, we had all together, and we just become like... He had he had the the shop in Ilford, which was like, like the bodybuilding. He had a good business, he had all the doors, the Hollywoods, in Essex. He had his own security companies. And then next, like, so I started sort of using this. Then we opened up an office next door. Well, we, I opened the office up, the security office, and then we worked together. Like we managed to security off like the companies from there. So we had the weather shop where you could walk through. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a it suited us because yeah. we had the mirror door yeah. things going. We had our Train. little meetings there, yeah. you know. <laughs> <man>. uh, but <laughs> yeah, but, but to me, i just I I thought it was my mucker. Yeah. Yeah. So what was
0: that? Ninety. Ninety-one. Yeah, ninety-one. And were yeah. you two ever company together?
1: Doing the doors, or did you have your separate companies? Going? Right, we helped each other. Yeah, okay. Right, Tony always had Essex sorted. Right, but when he went his Club UK, it was Wandsworth, so it was a different yeah. thing. So I gave him my doorman, but they were he paid them like because they worked London and and knew everyone. So yeah. I had someone to go over there, and we had like a few of these done. But because we knew that you had to know the London boys. Yeah, That remember I said that the ones with yeah. the West London. The South, you had, that if you didn't know anyone you you you'd be banging trouble Mm. you had to have that mutual respect Mm. before you went flying in Mm. there so but if you had problems in any hollywoods like switch or anything then we i'd get a little team together with the east top boys and we'd go go down sort clubs out go through the back doors catch catch all the dealers or get who we had to do and throw them out so yeah we sort of like and we worked together like set up companies and all that you know what i mean Mm. like a company lasts a year. does not pay the VAT, so yeah. someone gives us a drink. Yeah. <laughs> all that stuff, but you know what I mean. And where
0: did where did the name Essex Boys come from? I can't see you you making that name up. Where right, this is a, a you know, this is another see, thing, yeah.
1: right? That, that certain person, the brand me, I'm telling you, we're talking about. Oh, and uh, when he wrote this book, right, he gave it the name Essex Boys, right. Now, can you imagine, right, like all these lumps sitting there? In, in a pub or a club, round the table, having a night out and all that. And we're all sitting there, packed tight, all big lumps and fucking some of the oldest people you'd ever come across, you know what I mean? And going, I think we should give ourselves a name. Yeah, they, I mean, you've got Boys Own, you know what I mean? You've got this, 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 like, you know, take that, you know what I mean? And then you've got the Brummies, take this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and I said, and, and do you think, that they sat there and went, Essex Boys. Mm. Let's call ourselves Essex Boys. We will bring out a number one album in two mm. years, and we look like it. Don't, it don't do it. Mm. It's just a firm. Mm. That's all you are. People give yourself nick, nicknames, yeah. like you say, like g Falls, or when you do yeah. the raves, you get little nicknames. But no one sat there, apart from that certain person, when he wrote that book, and he called him to because he calls himself the founding member of the Essex Boys. You know what I mean? Like so, it's a long way to come from Birmingham to become the founding member mm. of, of Essex. You who know, was so. who was in the Essex Boys?
0: There was one. Like even if I'm not saying Essex Boys, who was in that? Who was in that circle? Right. The, 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 the,
1: all they did was tore the arse out of three blokes dining in a Range Rover.
0: Right.
1: There was a lot more of us than that. Yeah. There weren't just three or four of us. how, you many, know?
0: how many roughly?
1: See, you now we could pull up like forty gazers. Right. Okay. With Tony and all my lot, fifty. If you wanted to, if you want fifty lumps, we would pull fifty lumps yeah. up. That wasn't just Essex, I'm talking about London, parts of Essex, like, you know, to me, the hardest people I know are East London, yeah. South London, North London, and London, you know, like, work your, Essex, there's, they yeah, a few, f- few, few people clubbed around, but it wasn't, you know, it, it, we would t- they got called the Essex, because they died in a Range Rover in yeah. Essex, they got shot, and it stuck with him, they used it, the the, the press and, the, and everything. And so, the Essex boys, yeah. you know, it's just like... What
0: happened in that period, like sort of 92, 3, 4, until the, that day in December? What was going on there? There Was a, was there a lot of fear been going around?
1: No, what there was, was a lot of drug taking. Excessive amounts. Uh, Pat come out, and then I met Pat. Pat uh, come out from where? Prison. Yeah. Uh, Tony introduced me to him and all that. What year, roughly? <sighs> I can't. Ninety-two. Okay. Whatever the year. No, you yeah, have I don't. Can't even remember the date. Yeah. Don't count me on that. Yeah. Uh, Because we had. I remember we was down in the jungle. We had a party. Pick, like picking him up and got to know Pat. But Pat was good mates with Tony, and Tony always said about Pat and blah blah blah. But I never knew Pat because I'm I'm an East London boy. I've yeah. always all the doors I've ever done. Everything I've ever done's been London based. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, I've gone to Essex to do certain things like with with Tony or or you know, work, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh whatever you've got to do. But it you know, this Essex Boys thing, three men in a Range Rover, this a firm is a firm. Mm. A firm is a firm is like it's nothing it's gotta be a minimum of 20, 30 men. That's a firm. Yeah. That's a firm. Not three blokes, you mm. know, or four blokes. Like, you know, well, four because the original founding member who was a mm. brummy. There's four of them. But uh, what I'm saying to you is, that's a firm. Mm. You know,
0: and were they going around? What was going on? What was going on? Were they right. like owning the club? Drugs? They had people in there. Was it all the drugs? <sighs> war at the time? There was no
1: drugs wars. Nothing like that. No, there was no drug wars. You get get fallouts over drugs. Yeah. like people fell out over uh, a parcel of. Of puff that came over, it was jank, it had to go back. Then they, they raised money. There's listen, all people always fall out of drug deals. Yeah, you know, if you bought um, this is hypothetical, you bought 50k of, of puff right off a certain geezer that comes over. If, if it's jank, it's got to go back. Yeah, you're going to fall out if you don't get your money back or they don't swap it. That's what happens. You buy a of coke like when they they break it open and on the outside it, and then you say it's, it's full of shit. it's yeah. very pressed that happens in life because that's what happens that and it, so people say drug wars yeah it can it can go to a level mm. where people use guns knives and uh, they will if you've got like 100 200 grand of someone's money you know people are going to kill for it mm. and uh, that isn't that's 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 the nature of the mm. beast so what you've got to do is there were drug wars all the time. There were there was hiccups. There was you know, pe- people people when they want money get desperate. People take loads and loads of drugs, heavy duty drugs. Get desperate, yeah, because you've also got to feed that craving, mm. and that's what I learned. You know, like I had to come off steroids and and everything because like, um, I had a like mild stroke time, and they they said to me, like, "You had a, a stroke well, at the well, time." They, I, I thought seconds met me all down one side. I was taking so much coke so much steroids and they get and i went I and i had all tests for a whole month like with the hospitals and then every two weeks basically i had a heart of a 64 year old man and i was in my Bloody 30s they said hell. to me at six months you carry on your lifestyle you're dead and so that's why i stopped taking steroids do you know what i mean uh, i did like carry on with, with taking drugs and things like the, the, the coke and that. but mm. uh, it was the steroids that, that was did you sense
0: one. anything like you're a clued up fella, right, Colt? Yeah. Did you sense anything in '93, '94, '95? Something's gonna happen. Yeah. Was there people you knew were getting upset and yeah, people I was getting quiet words and?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting phone calls. You were. Your mate and all that. Uh, he's because because obviously I was more connected. Like with and uh, and and I worked with other families and famous people, like famous people were famous now. Yeah. 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 yeah, I worked with heavy duty people. Um, yeah, you got you like, tell your mate, you know, slow down, you know, the, the bullying bit, this, that, and the other. And then certain things happened. I'd, I'd say to Tony, and he weren't listening to me. But listen, they were, they were injecting cocaine, uh, Nubain, like ecstasy and, and into their veins. I was, I've was i been around there, I've had to go to kick the door off, and they're hallucinating. And like, if you've got big men like that. Mm. Who can't control their drugs? Mm. I've seen it before, and don't even know. Like they're, they're telling me, there's there's people running my little. We've little, seen that. Look, there's little people running around the room, and, and things that I see them do. I'm not going to go through the whole list, because, but that was my mate, yeah, and that made me go, whoa, whoa. that you know you've gone, you you you've you've gone beyond it, you know what I mean? And then I found out they they were they were smoking crack, fucking sorry. There was everything being used, and I never knew none of that, because Tony, I think, like, because us, because how close we were, I think he was a bit ashamed yeah. to admit it, he, the, what he was doing with me, so he stepped away from me a bit, because I, because, because if you like. You're my best mate, or my bro- you're like my brother. Mm. I'll I'll fucking die for you. I will yep. go f- kick the door off the hinges. Mm. I'll tie you to the bed. I'll do whatever mm. I'll do. I took him away. We went to Malta for a week to get him off the drugs and stuff. Before all this happened, But yes. If you know someone, and you know that person, and that and you can see, always look in someone's eyes because yeah. the eyes die. Mm. You know the glimmer, yeah, the spark. When the spark goes in the eyes. Mm. And when when someone lies to you, when they're on drugs, you know, to 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 reassure you that there's nothing wrong. Yeah. Done, you've lost that person, Mm. and that's basically
0: what happened. Did you know at the time something was going to happen? Like you obviously seeing the levels they were going to, and the rumours that were going around. Did you think like
1: I need to do? Were you at a point where you going I need to step away from this and step back? Well, oh yeah, because no, I had a couple of arguments with them. I disagreed with what they were doing. I don't do the bully. See, I, I, I was bullied as a kid. Yeah, like I mean, proper bullied, smashed up. You know, what I mean, I had to fight. You know, what I mean, like I'd go to school and break my glasses and throw them because because didn't want to get bullied because yeah. the way I looked. Yeah, and then like I took because I used to have good idings as a kid. So I, 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 I was brought up in the East End, uh, and but the thing is, I fought the older boys, and then I, and then. And i get, get up. But when you're used to pain, you can, like, it's, it's, it, it, all the winners, all the best fighters are people that can take a good eye Yeah, for.
0: fresh holders now. Not the ones yeah. who can
1: just give a right-hander. <clears throat> yeah. Because they're mostly bullies. You, you see most bullies, right? They'll go bang, 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 well, yeah. But if that, if they get a dig back and they go, oh, like that, and that's like world champions. Yeah. Unbeatable world champions. Mm. As soon as they get their first right-hander or put on their arse, they're fucked. They lose their title. When you, said, when you said bullying, they were bullying. Give me an example. Of what sort of bullying? Doing the wrong things. You know, like excessive things. Like, you know, like mental torture, you could say. You know, um, taking things off people or, you know, threatening people. You know, there's there's all forms of bullying. You can yeah. just, you can threaten people and terrorise people. That's bullying. Yeah. You know, you don't have to keep beating people or... You can go and take someone off right, oh I'll take that off your, do you understand? Yeah. And they can't do nothing about it. And I'm, it's a, I'm not gonna go for every single thing because mm. there's no point, you mm. know what I mean? We could, I'll sit here for, a, but what I'm saying to you is that's what I, you know, yeah. they overstepped the mark. Mm. And I'm gutted because obviously I lost my pal, but it was inevitable sooner or later something would happen. Yeah, and you were fully aware of that? Of Course, because yeah. that's the world I lived in. Yeah. You know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and I—I I think being from East London and a different, a more heavier background, underworld connections, you see more and you know the rules and that. But I think Essex at the time was more of a playground. Yeah, there was—you know—there was there was a few hard people, people there, but I think you know when you start stepping stepping on the bigger toes, yeah, they—they they won't suffer it. Yeah. Where were you on that fatal morning in 1995, December? Uh, I was, I was with my mistress, mistress. <laughs> what we, what? I was, I had a safe house, a little night, yeah. like, and the mistress. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> I was there and I got a phone call, and it was all over the radio. And someone someone I know said, "Oh, your, your pal with, with the, the air, they said about Monica." he went, "He's one of them geezers is dead." I went, nah, he ain't dead." He went. It's all over the radio, and I turned the radio and it was like every like three men found in the range free right? three men. Around. And then I tried ringing him, his house phone, his mobiles. I left messages on his which on the answer machine, which you see in the film. Then i got older little Andy, who my mistress's younger brother, who worked for Tony. And i, I got him to go round there, and and obviously when he was around there, like his missus at the time, Anna. Opened the door and the police turned out and there was all screaming and everything and then I knew he was dead. I just laid on, like for, well, I was like, I mean, what so I say my mistress. I was just laid on the bed and broke my heart, cried my eyes out. Mm. I'm, I'm a, I'm a man, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was, I lost someone I love. Mm. You know. Did you know they were going on that meet that morning? Yeah. 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 And did you think anything of it? or no. did you think it Was
0: just another meet. No, no, garden?
1: because. There there's a lot of secrecy going on, and um, the person they went to meet who arranged it all, I knew all about because Tony said, oh, do you do you want to go?" And all that we're just going to do a dummy run and all that, but you'll get us But I was on, I think, two murder inquiries at the time in in London, like due to doorman fighting yeah. where people died in club scenes, yeah. and I and obviously they were my doorman, so I was I was quite a bit under the under the radar. And I went, no, nah. I said, Tony, so I they went all over me like a rash at the moment, the other people. Yeah. I said, so it's no good and 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 to be true, really honestly, I didn't really want to go on the meet. Yeah. It was it weren't my thing. It was their thing they were doing. They they were gonna rob someone. And I don't I'm not a robber. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't do the thing. But I understand why, because they had the hump with the forge and whatever the principle. So really I wouldn't have. I, I didn't want to go anyway. But I, if Tony had said to me, "Come, we got to meet a little firm," have my back, I would have gone. Yeah. But it was a meet in the early hours of the morning and everything. So I knew what was going on and everything else. So do you know who killed Tate
0: Tucker and Rolf that day?
1: No, I get this asked. I, tra- I travel the country. I do audiences, and I will swear on my dad's ashes and my grandchild. I don't, uh, don't really know. We I do not know who pulled the trigger. Mm. When I say that, I don't know who actually killed them. I know how they got there. I know who took them there, and everything else. But, uh, but I don't know who actually killed them. And that's the truth. Yeah. And it's probably better that I don't know that because I think I would have, have walked around the last twenty odd years like a vengeful and went into having an event. He's like and that and. And then my family would have lost me and, yeah. were, and I would have got involved in something. And obviously the reason they got killed weren't because it was over a fucking car game or, or, or someone's banged someone else's old woman or yeah. something like that. It, was that. it was in the air. It was, it was something that was gonna happen. Yeah, definitely.
0: How were you? We're talking about uh, group of lads, 20, 30, 40, whatever it may be.
1: How were you personally, after the death of this, what went on for you? Paranoid as fuck didn't trust anybody, because I knew that the fellow who took them down there knew them, and they they weren't told up, they trusted him. And then after that, I thought, because my name was always random, am I next? Yeah. Am I the next one? So I just moved about every six months, little cul-de-sacs, flats, top of the thing, street, all that, told up all the time, sniffing my brains out, wouldn't go anywhere, just see my kids family. Went for a real paranoia thing. Uh, took me a long while to to get like trust again. I had a couple of people that, that were very close that I trust who were like family. Um, but yeah, yeah. You know, to, to get them free down there and kill them, stone dead like the way they were, it, it was someone they knew and trusted. You won't get me out at three, four o'clock in the morning with no tool in the pitch black down the fucking farm lane. There's no way in a million years I'm sitting there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know. How was your family around you Uh, after this happened? I think, I don't think they can handle it, a lot of them. Like, the anger, the the pain... um, Obviously, my my cocaine. I, was, I took more and more cocaine. I, I pushed myself to the limits, drink and everything. I didn't really give a fuck about anything. Like, because you just not you like losing Wilt would live. Not because I don't know. I just I didn't. I hid myself, hid the pain away from them. But I couldn't hide the pain. If you understand, yeah, you know. So they suffered as much as me mm. by me being a prick. Mm. And you weren't staying with the family at the time, like you said. You're in a I move set. about. You move about. Okay, you're moving about. Yeah. So you're
0: probably power- you're carrying, you're carrying, with you as well.
1: But yeah, I would have something around me, yeah, yeah, all the time, yeah.
0: Just in case. Yeah. Were you at a point where you're like, I don't care what happens? Did you lose a point for? Well, if something happens, I'm just going to pull the trigger. Do whatever I've got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You got. To be, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: What yeah. was it? How long do you reckon that? When if, if you
1: don't think like that, is you become that? You become another victim. Yeah. And you put yourself, you, you, you know, your paranoia and, and fear, and that's what keeps you alive. Yeah. the anger and everything else. Because you drop any of them things, them, them things, and you, you, you become weak, and you, you, you're vulnerable. And if you think you're so well, oh, I go out, trust him, arms round, yeah. you're, you're vulnerable. Yeah. You're on offer, and that's what you, that's, you know. That's How long what,
0: do you reckon this paranoia lasted for? <sighs>
1: Do you know what? It went on for a few years. Um three, four. Yeah, might be four years. Three, three four years. Got easier. Yeah. Nothing it doesn't get easier. It got more acceptable because like the people around me were I, I they would that I could still trust them people. So I was all right. Um and then but yeah, a long, long while like I would say the the first two to three years of him die- from them dying, yeah, were well, the worst. Wow. So what, just drinking sniffing? Not all the time, no, 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 no just Were you going
0: out on the streets? Were you always on always on the guard looking around on the streets when you're going about to see mates or was it? No, I remember. Like, I remember driving
1: yeah. along and um I would always have tools in the car, like, because didn't trust anyone like that.
0: What, what sort of tools would you be carrying?
1: Well, not guns, but I'd, yeah. I'd be told up, you know what I mean? Uh, like, unless, unless you had to, you know what I mean? But I remember a motorbike pulling up alongside me, and it went like that, and it stopped. And I, it had come to a thing, and I, straight away my feeling was, like, it was going to go like that and yeah. go bang. Yeah, I, I went like that in the car. Yeah. That's what I'm saying to you. That's, that's the feeling I had. Or a, or, or a car following me. Mm. I used to look, you know, or if you, uh, bikes. I would never trusted a bike, you know. And if like a bike never overtook you and it was going like that, and, it, and if it could pull alongside me, my first reaction, so I don't want to go like that. In case yeah. the, uh, it's just, yeah,
0: survival. Mm. And what were you doing at that time? You're going back, oh, obviously, when the paranoia started to ease off, what were you doing for work?
1: Uh, Decks. Whatever I did, yeah, yeah.
0: Anything around a pound.
1: Yeah, still I like security. I'll still do security, yeah. 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 I'm looking after people. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll do, the, you know. What I, once I come out of that sort of the thing again, and went back on the door. I still move with, with I still had good people around me doing things, the debt collecting or, or, you know, looking after people. So I just got back into the swing of it, really, you know what I mean? The only way I thought about it, well, coal, if you, this is how it looks it we'll do with an an hand yeah right and if that, if your card's that hand and that's your your, your hand and you're gonna go you're gonna yeah. go so your time's up your time's mm-hmm. up and that's the way i looked, i analyzed it the best way for me to move on is saying if i was meant to be dead i yeah. would have been dead yeah and i would have been in the range of, or, or i would have been here or I'd have been shot or I'd have been killed now i'm now 63 i'm 64 in march so like, no, don't get me wrong. Anyway, still die, yeah, you know what I mean, from from you shitty driving. <laughs> no, but while saying that, yeah, no, that's how you got to analyse yeah. it. And you that was got, your attitude. If it's going to yeah, happen. It's going to happen. It's okay. going to happen. Yeah, okay. To get me out of that 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 that, that way of thinking yeah. and the paranoia and slow down and everything. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because I, I wasn't no good to anyone. Not not no good to anyone, but not to my family. Yeah. You know, my kids were suffering. Yeah. Did you
0: notice? Did you notice your daughters and sons suffering because of this?
1: They love me. They idolise me. But they know it. it Just as we got older, I became more apologetic. Okay. So now I've got grandchildren. Like, I don't want them and grandchildren to ever know that I that I'm, I'm this person. Yeah. I want to. I just want to be. Like, but I always wanted to be grand grand or yeah. granddad, whatever, whatever they call me. Yeah. Like, the little one calls me grand grand or hello, yeah. granddad. I love that, Yeah. you know.
0: Is that because you missed out on your kids? Yeah. Being a dad
2: with yeah. your kids were yeah. kids? Yeah, and I, and I feel they, like you're in yeah. your grandchildren... And I think they kids.
1: deserve it, but I am trying with my with my kids to, t- like I don't, around the day, I don't tell them I love them. Yeah, nice. Every time I see them, I kiss them, cuddle them, and I love every single bone yeah. in their bodies. Yeah. But I, and, I was, and I and I I feel like I let them down. But they won't say no. You didn't let us down. Yeah. We never wanted for anything. Mm. They said we know why you did it. You got to give us things that you never had as a kid, yes. so that we always had nice things. but we never had you. Mm. You know you 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 was always out partying, different women, yeah. different relationships. But if anything we ever needed, they, they always say yeah, to yeah. me, it was there. Yeah. You know you would go like if, if if we needed money you'd go out that night and come back with the money to, yeah. so we had it so but we, like and i and i and i still apologize because i did let him down mm. yeah because you know what i mean they, they, you know dad's a bit an important thing he's a yeah. major part of life that's your protection you know what i mean if you can't protect your own kid that's how i felt a little bit yeah. so but you know but i'm in a good place with him now yeah good yeah. good
0: good good in your 20s and 30s you've had a mad mad life you're coming into your 40s now year 2000 yeah. when did you start thinking about writing the book Muscle and why
1: uh, well I did um, Our Bastards with Kate Cray and uh, the documentary and I was doing, doing little bits and pieces and Kate approached me um, with John Blake and she said to me why don't you write your own book I helped to do Our Bastards book I was obviously on the series uh, I put a lot of characters in, in the book and uh she said you inter- really and then I uh, introduced me to John Blake because he was doing all the criminal books in yeah and um they said the book come about and then when we finished the book um and I had a brilliant ghostwriter who's dead got somebody so he's got cancer now and he died of cancer sorry but I still send my royalties from that book to his family lovely
0: what was your relationship like relationship like with Nigel Banks? It must have been some feeling going in there carrying his belts or Yeah, getting, I mean, going Yeah, in, yeah. In yeah.
1: Best man at his wedding. Yeah. One of one of his best men. Unbelievable. An honour, absolute honour. And I walked Frank Bruno out when he won the world title with Nigel at Wembley. I've met every world title. I've met Mike Tyson, I've done shows with Sugar Ray and I looked after Ricky Atten. I've met them all. Yeah. I've looked after my favourite all-time boxer, Joe Fraser, yeah. when he was alive. Yeah. I was his personal minder. Right. I've done them all, mate. Cool. Yeah. So, so. And You can't not, you can't pay for this. You can't pay for no, that. That is. Yeah. That's that is. is, yeah. they're That they're bucket lists. Yeah. are they're, they're things are done for nothing. Yeah. When we we started looking after Nigel, we had our own money, and Nigel went like big one of the fifties. Like I went, don't want your money. Yeah. I've known you since you was a kid. I love your family. Yeah. grew up. And you're my mate.
0: Yeah.
1: I look. No. I. I prayed. I said, give me your shorts. Yeah. Give me gloves. Yeah. Let's have photos together. Mm. Be walking him out, you know. Then memories. Who else has walked out, you know? He was
0: a good DJ as well, wasn't he?
1: Yeah, he used to travel everywhere. With him good DJ, house DJ, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And
0: what's been your movements then over that? Of this has all been going. And what's been your movements over the last sort of four or five years? You're obviously travelling all around the country. I see you doing all the gigs, doing really well. Yeah, well
1: you. to be totally honest, so sort of the last we've had COVID, haven't yeah. we? So the last sort of seven years, I was sort of like. I've had a place in Spain. My mum and Dad, nineteen years ago, they, they both passed away. So, done that with that up, and I spent the, probably the last no, not last year because my sister had cancer before she had the cancer. I sort of spent a good six years. Uh, sort of, I was living mainly in Spain before we come out of Brexit. So, I was staying out in Spain. I come back to England, do a few shows, get a few quid, go back, back to Spain, again. living out in Spain. Happy days. Come back to see my kids, fly back. Yeah, I a... Uh, just bought an holiday caravan on a, uh, like, to come back. Cause mm. It's just cheaper. So when I come back, I, the kids can see the kids and spend mm. some time with them. And that's what I did fly backwards and forwards and spend the last, yeah, sort of a good, sort of, with my ex, like, just spend them years in Spain. Lovely. I like the lifestyle, but then it will change the Brexit thing that's and right. move it like that. Everyone and, then come and, back to anything, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, hard work. I've yeah. still got the place. Yeah. I'm t- I'm hoping to sell it now, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's all changed now, yeah. it's different.
0: Yeah. And what's your relationship? What was your relationship like with your old man?
1: My old man is one of the most amazing men I've ever met in my life. Uh, I miss him dearly. What you? What year did he pass? About four, four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, d- dementia. Yeah, broke my heart. Yeah. So it still breaks my heart right now if I yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Like, do you
0: know
1: what I mean? Was, it, like, was he your hero? Yeah, yeah, Same. yeah. I won't be. I won't be if I went for him. Yeah, I've got. He's, I carry his jeans. Mm. and I never knew that when I was growing up. Growing up, you know, you look at the other people, but the real hero was him. Yeah. yeah, fuck all. From the age of fourteen, they like bought yourself up in their own family, and you know, went to work. Did did that. Like, you know, people would go to go work and work like all the overtime and everything to, to make your life better yeah, yeah they were heroes yeah I took the easy route yeah what's been what's your future for you Colton you're 63
0: now what's your future 64 in 64 March 64 uh, in
1: March I just want to I just want to I just want to be at peace now yeah left alone not left say left alone I chose the, I chose a road and I've got to live with that road I've I, I, I travelled down. obviously I still do shows different things books And all I want to do is, is I want to be an amazing granddad like my dad was to my daughters. If I could be half that man and how they loved him and adored him and have my grandchildren think the same of me, I'm a lucky man. I'll go to my grave smiling. Yeah, lovely. But if I die tomorrow, I've got no, I'm not, listen, if, if if that's my time and I'm gone, listen, I've had a full fledged life. I've done what I want, when I want. I've th- I've had some mad times, yeah. some bad times, some good times, some great parties. I I mean I've read three successful books. You know I've been interviewed with the likes of you, mm. podcasters, yeah. and you know, and I travel the country. I, I've got I've just I'm going to Italy. Uh, they're bringing my book out in Italian. They're translating it. I mean like I've travelled. I'll travel. I can travel from other parts of the country and yeah. people know who you are. Right. But no, I'm a very lucky man. Yeah. Mate, you've
0: certainly, the name of this podcast, the uh, Eventful Lives podcast, yeah. you've certainly lived an
1: eventful yeah. life. Yeah.
0: Just before we finish up here, one is there anything you want to say to your kids?
1: <sighs> Just, I love you. I will always love you. Mate,
0: you've been an absolute star, mate. <laughs> I've absolutely yeah. loved this. I thank you for your honesty. Thank you. You've been fantastic, yeah. Carlton. Touched enough a yeah. times, didn't Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a star, mate. Yeah, I really yeah. appreciate your honesty
1: coming down here, mate. Yeah. A, Thank the, you for having me. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm quite funny with podcasts. I yeah. I get offered about hundred hundred but I've heard about you as well and i really wanted to do this one. Cause uh, I, you know, you've got a good good rep and you know, like I, I might get offered twice a week, they contact my social media thing, yeah. can do a podcast and this is one I've wanted to do. You're a good Especially man. Being an Emma <laughs> Cody Wyans <laughs>
0: Get out of new items. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Let's just go to the FA Cup Let's again. I'm gonna take you to a game now, and I'll we'll go, yeah, we'll do we're it. Going. We'll do it. Good right. man, Carlton. Take Thank care. Thank you for mate. having me. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. It's been an absolute honour.